Hello. <laughs> Hi. Oh my God. We I, I come on the call and Okoye is eating. I'm like, my bottle is up to my lip, tipped upside down, trying, trying to drink every single last bit of water I can. I got an advent calendar. <laughs> wow. So now I have to open all the ones until today. Oh, nice. Yeah, but that's I an added benefit. I didn't realize that like, the numbers are mixed up. I thought it was like um, chronological, but it's not. So I'm having to like search and be like, oh my God. Are you Are you having a fun time searching? Or do you wish it was just chronological? Honestly, I'm not mad at it being like what it is. I'm just like, oh, it's been a while since I bought an advent calendar. And I'm like, were they always like this? <laughs> yeah, I never considered the benefits of buying an advent calendar uh, already into the month where you just get to spend like the first however many days eating sweets. Yeah. Yeah. Just pull them all into one day like today. <laughs> Oh, I got to put these peanuts away. How has the week been? Oh, let me see. It's been cute. It's been cute. The things that I've been doing are cute. Even my design work that I'm doing right now, mm -hmm. we're aiming for cute. Okay. Yeah. At like what type of cute though? Like Sandy Liang yeah. cute, a mm -hmm. puppy cute. Mm. Like what what give us like the Yeah. The, the full <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So the project that I'm working on right now is a collaboration with this um sort of uh commerce sort of art project called Forever Gift Shop. Um, and Forever Gift Shop is like the person who runs Forever Gift Shop hates it when I when I boil it down like this. But um, it's like nuanced down, or it's like the the nuanced emotions of like um, like it's like the complex feelings of being a girl. Um, yeah, and like the concept for the gift shop itself is um it's like a gift shop for a place that doesn't exist uh but the gift shop exists in the artist's heart right so it doesn't exist but it comes from inside of her heart and then all the projects that she does for forever gift shop is um in collaboration with a dear friend so um we've kind of like tapped in with each other to do like a you know a small run of clothes and um, see how um, it does both like financially and what our collaborations actually come out to bring. Exciting. So it's cool. Yeah, yeah. I've been like, I made like a, I've been working on some clothes that are like referencing some of her like previous film projects. And um, like, we have like a lot of like similar uh, ideas um, when it comes to like, what would be a fun thing to design or what's a fun thing to reference so i've been working on that a lot um yeah and it, it's a it's a good project it feels nice when you get to work on a project and you feel good about it yeah how about your week how have you been i think the week's been 
busy, mm-hmm. but well, it's only Tuesday. Last week was nice. I was on TikTok like last month and, and I stumbled on this TikTok of this girl saying like, oh, when you wake up on the weekend, instead of like rushing to do something, why don't you just slow down and like take it easy? And I was like, oh, like you're right. I feel like I have this idea of like the weekend and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to chill. But I never like intentionally say like, yeah, from the moment I wake up, I'm going to chill. So like last weekend I did that and I felt so good. I was like, oh, wow, delightful. Did you manage to get everything you needed to uh, get done on the weekend, like complete? Yeah, because I was just like, I'm having an intentionally chill weekend. Mm. so it was it just like shifted my my mindset and when Monday started I felt like a different type of energy I feel like I always feel energy on Mondays but like I don't know on a spiritual level I felt like oh like that was delightful so shout out to TikTok (laughs) (laughs) uh and then last when we recorded last like I was really tired last week, like physically tired, but also I think just like seeing the news and like what's happening to Palestinians. I was like mentally like, oh my God. Um, Hopefully by the time you guys like hear this podcast, there is a permanent ceasefire, fingers crossed. But yeah, I like remembered all the topics I wanted to talk about last week. <laughs> like later, I was like at work and I was like, oh yeah, that's what I wanted to like talk about. But yeah. Thank goodness. That's a week. Yeah. Thank goodness our podcast haps- happens more than one time. So anything that we want to catch, we can we just could. talk about again. And True. if it doesn't happen this season, it always happen next season. Exactly. Yeah. I- Oh, no, go on, on that on that note, um, I think we should probably um, inform the listeners that um, this episode's the last episode of our season, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So this is the last episode of our season. Uh, it's been really fun coming back and um, talking. I mean, talking to each other um, for you guys, um, and then also like talking to some really interesting people. Um, we don't have a planned date for when we start up again. Sort of the concept that we talked about when we were kind of uh, negotiating starting up the podcast again was that. I mean, we, was, we both. Wasn't it planning? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I, I want to use the word negotiating. Do you, do you have like, is there big offense to me using the word negotiating? No, I just I just feel like it's like not what we did, like we planned but yeah yeah I think there was like a certain aspect of us like um trying to um like come to terms with how busy we are when we're doing projects and like balancing like not only our jobs but like other side projects on top of it I felt like we were trying to fix the things that didn't work last time so that like things could run smoother now, like mm. doing it bi-weekly because it's just like better and we're not going to burn out like last time. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
but the hiatus that we take in between seasons uh, is not set. Um, it's when uh, one of us texts each other and, and like, you know, it's like, um, it needs to be two green flags. It can't be yeah. one red flag, one green flag. Um, like one of us has to text each other. And it's like, are we ready to do this? And then the other one has to be like, yeah. And then we'll start up another season. We'll start planning again and we'll start looking for new guests, um, change up the format, uh, make some announcements. So yeah, that's, um, yeah, that's kind of the announcement that I want to give kind of where we are right now. Um, so yeah, I, I guess like with, um, you know, every beginning comes an ending um, and with every ending comes a new beginning and we're uh, experiencing a, an ending right now with uh, the end of the year coming up very, very soon. I think it's like a pretty prescient time to be uh, ending this season with the end of the year. Um, I was wondering what you were hopeful um, to maybe achieve or see or experience in this next coming year, I guess as an individual and as an artist. Ooh, that's such a big question to set the podcast on. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, I'm going to think about that a little bit because I feel yeah. like it's December. This is the first week, like the first proper week of December. By the time you guys hear this, it's going to be the first week of January, which is ironic and iconic. Um, and so I feel like December for me, I'm always just like, Mm, must make the most of what's left of the year and like really enjoy it. And I also feel like on a personal level, I'm more like chill. I'm just like, oh, like let's focus on like the small thing, which is just like being happy and excited and like thankful to experience a new year. I feel like this year I didn't really set many like, oh, this has to happen and that has to happen. And I really enjoyed that. So I was like, I'm still deciding on whether that's the same vibe for next year, just because we still have three weeks. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to just like, again, like with the whole, the theme of my weekend last week, relaxing, I'm going to like draw that in a little bit more just to like breathe and be mindful of the moment yeah I feel like that's so important like earlier this year I was like in an airport and I was just thinking to myself like wow like if like I know when a new year starts people are like think of all the success you could have you know like dream bigger and I think that's so awesome but the thought I had was like oh my god like if I had all the success I wanted like would I even be able to have this present moment? So mm -hmm. yeah, just like enjoying right now. That's great. That's amazing. I think um, if I can, I guess like share um, a bit about what I'm looking forward to, it it like latches on, not latches on. Um, it like, uh, it has to do with um, maybe taking the baby steps towards doing um that right um I've always felt like I've been somebody who feels with their body and not with their thoughts and not with their emotions right 
Um, and so while I'm really good at just doing things and making myself go forward and showing up to things physically, um, I don't really spend a lot of time like being what I've done to get where I am, right? So even though I haven't released my um, my commercial collection, um, a lot of the times if I'm not thinking or not giving myself any grace or not remembering to remember the positive things that I've done, all I think to myself is like, I haven't released my collection yet. It's so binary. It's just zero or one, right? When realistically, I'm at like a 0.85 in that in that matter, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I really want to take some time to um, really slow things down um, physically so that I can give my emotions and my thoughts a chance to kind of like come out, right? I've been depending on my capacity to just do for so long that um, my other parts are untrained. Mm. Yeah. Um, that being said, my power to just do is like a superpower for me, right? If there's something that I need to do, it's not a matter of that I have to do it or whether I'll get it done. It's just like, I will do it. And then kind of what are the ramifications of like me throwing my entire self into something? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And doing that so regularly. Um, yeah. But I don't know, trying to balance life and a creative pursuit constantly when um like at the same time it's it's brutal um yeah i think my second goal and this is like a much more like selfish and not selfish this is like a less considered goal but nonetheless it sits on my shoulders really heavily Mm -hmm. i'm aiming to have my first fall winter collection um complete and ready for showrooms this coming spring okay yeah, that gives me three or so months time. Um, and that's really exciting. I'm super excited for that. Um, I'm excited to meet a community of people who, who like my clothes. Um, and very likely I'll have something in common with them. Um, and then outside of that, um, just making new connections. Mm-hmm. Really, really stepping foot into the Toronto fashion community other uh, outside of just being a designer just being somebody who's there somebody who's known I've always kind of wanted to be known I think it's kind of an interesting thing I feel like I've been unknown for most of my life known in what sense like (laughs) I want somebody to be like hey you're that pillar guy and I'll be like yeah yeah I am and they'll be like yeah cool I like your clothes and I'd be like yeah thanks like yeah cool like yeah and then we kind of just walk our separate ways. I okay. think that would be strange. Mm-hmm. And I, I want to experience it. Um, I also kind of want to go into a space. Uh, you know, when I consider it more, when I, I used to go into spaces um, and feel like I was invisible, right? I would like to enter a space where I'm already kind of known. I don't have to make too many introductions. I'm there people expect me um I don't have to make so many introductions I don't have to think about um sharing who I am with people because they already know at least they kind of know 
what sort of spaces are you like speaking of when you say oh you want to like you know go into spaces and not feel invisible mm -hmm. um i guess like creative spaces art spaces fashion spaces pop-up shops anything to do with the community right mm -hmm. I, i'd like to be just like a known individual Mm -hmm. um i experienced that for the first time recently where um right now i have a studio space that i rent with a few other creatives um on the east side of toronto mm -hmm. um and it's really cool and they're all really lovely and they all have these like very interesting um practices and we all get along well and we like run into each other and we bump into each other like once in a while um when we're at the studio uh, we all showed up for one of our studio mates' um, solo shows. And when we're going in there, I was just like bumping into person after person that I already knew. They already knew me. It was exciting to, to see each other, give each other a hug, be like, oh, hey, how are you doing? Right. Um, getting to catch up with folks. It just felt like being at a party with a bunch of my friends which is great. That's fantastic. Um, it really felt like um, I was like, I don't know if I was necessarily in community, but it felt like I was known and I was in a space where I was like, welcome. Um, and, you know, I was known. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it derives from different places. I think in one selfish way, uh, I think like deep down inside of me, I think it would be cool to be famous. Really? Yeah. Really? I know I, I know we're on like totally different wavelengths around this. But yeah, I, I think it'd be cool. Interesting. Like not like super famous, right? Yeah, but you like, know, like when you're at like the... Like who like, would... Who... Who... Who can you use who's currently famous as a mecca for like the type of fame you want? Right. Um, like, if you saw like Anne Mulemeester on the street, okay, or you saw, or you saw like um, who directed the Virgin Suicides, and. It's the nepotism um, baby. Yeah, yeah. Sophia I heard Coppola. her films are really good. Sophia Coppola. Sophia Coppola. Yeah, yeah. It's like if you saw Sophia Coppola on the, on the street, right? If you're really into like a specific kind of film, yeah. bam, you know her, right? Otherwise, she can just be unknown, right? It's not like musician famous. It's not like... Uh, or it's it's not like superstar famous, right? I don't want to be superstar famous. That's that sounds like hell. Okay. Yeah. I'm just nodding my head. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's kind of fascinating. Her, the musician, right? Um. I feel like barely anybody knows what she looks like because she takes so much time and effort to obscure what she looks like when, whenever she has like a public performance. 
like big really? sunglasses on. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that's why like everybody sun- knows what she looks like. She has the sunglasses. She's got her hair. It's big and yeah. huge, and it's usually like blown out. You know. Yeah, but she takes off the glasses and she doesn't blow out her hair, and then she can just walk among people. I d- I don't know She's about invisible. that. I I don't yeah. know about that. I I might disagree. Okay. Yeah. 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 I saw a Twitter thread about it where somebody just posted a photo of her and they're like, this person is like a, like a platinum artist, multi, like, um, like, like, a like, um, like Grammy award winning, like all these accolades, do you know who this person is? And I was mm-hmm. looking and I'm like, no. And they're like, it's the recording heart artist, her. Um, and she did that on purpose or seemingly. I, f- I was reading, this was ages ago, but somebody was like, because of the internet, it's very few people have that like big, like Taylor Swift type of thing, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like very many people can be famous to very many people and still be unknown. So yeah, you're in the right age. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, like um, micro celebrity. Exactly. Or niche celebrity, yeah. Not necessarily yeah, yeah. niche. Cause like, like for example, Emma Chamberlain, she's not niche, but I feel like if you ask somebody over like 50 years old about her, like, unless they were tuned in, they might not know who she is, but she's still quite Mm -hmm. big. Right. Yeah. 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 I'm trying I'm just trying to think like I don't know this is kind of silly but I'm just imagining who I wouldn't want to be as famous as and like you were talking about Emirates Chamberlain and it reminded me of the like red carpet runway um run-in she had with uh Jack Harlow and my my brain jumped to like yeah I don't want to be Jack Harlow famous that sounds like awful how famous would you like to be Say, you know, you release your next single, um, it gains a lot of traction, right? Um, you have a, like a, you have a decision at that point. Yeah. Do you sign on with like um, Columbia or Atlantic? Ew. Do you sign on to like a smaller artist label? Do you try and do it independently? And then you can kind of see like where artists are of that size of like varying capacity right i feel like because of streaming and spotify and all these platforms being evil um i would say i want to have like taylor swift streams but not necessarily taylor swift fame if i Mm -hmm. showed you guys when you get your like streaming like um what would you call it you get like a sheet of like how much you've made it's literally like sometimes it's like decimal points and you're just like why are you sending this it's probably more (laughs) expensive to like type this out um so yeah because of that knowing what I know I'm like yeah you you want to like have the most streams in the world because I feel like then you can do more like with music or you can afford to pay people like fairly and like equitably like when I saw Mm -hmm. that during her tour she could like pay her 
um, truck drivers and like all the tour staff, like bonuses. I'm like, yeah, that's like, that's so awesome. That's so great. You don't really hear about like people being able to give more than just like a good wage. Right. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, what did I see? I don't know where I saw this. Um, yeah, I don't know where I saw this, but, uh, uh did a TikTok or something? But Hello, it was, um, is TikTok a primary source now? <laughs> well, it was, um, it was a photo of a primary source and it was Russ, mm. the rapper Russ, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure he's an independent artist. And he just posted how much money he makes from his two distri- uh, distribution um, as an independent artist, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then his viewpoint of like, it doesn't matter what um, your first week sales are, what is your year long sales, yeah. right? Yeah. And he, he, as an independent artist, was pulling in like, um, could like, $200,000 a month mm-hmm. off his catalog, right? I'm like, oh, okay. Like going independent, you don't get like as big of a boost. You don't have to sell your soul in the 360 as long okay. as you work like really hard. Can I hard. interrupt you? Sure. Just interjecting because you said you don't have to sell your soul. And okay, last season, on the last episode of last season, I know we're talking about similarly like um, independent versus people who signed record deals. And while we were on hi- hiatus, I was thinking about like some of my favorite interviews or articles. And I remembered this one article. Don't ask me the title, <laughs> but basically it's like a Vince Staples interview. And he talks about how like everybody's in music for their own reasons. I also have another musician. I'm not going to say who, cause they're my favorite and that's just for me, but they were talking about how like, yeah, everybody is in the game for different reasons. And I was kind of like, oh, like mm, authenticity is great, but not everybody can like afford authenticity, not just like monetarily, but just maybe like other reasons. So yeah, I feel like sometimes it's accurate to say sell your soul, but sometimes it's kind of like, oh, like, I have a day job, right? Somebody could look at me and be like, oh, like you're just, you know, like you should, you should be like going independent all the way. Like they could look at me and say the same thing in a way, right? Yeah. 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 You bring up a good point. Yeah. So I just wanted to interject because like when I did listen back to our old episodes before we re, like we made them available again, I was like, oh, like I kind of have a different opinion on that although I do think that I okay I don't know if the record label model is something that will work forever which is why things like Spotify happen because like yeah but no go on (laughs) I don't know if I remember everything that I was going to say I think that's a problem of like um acting with my body and not with my brain or my emotions I have a short memory but like, what, um, how are you? How are you releasing thoughts if you're not with your mind? I mean, you don't um, have to answer this on the podcast, but I'm just curious. Yeah, I I mean, like, I'm I'm pretty impulsive, and that that runs through like all, um, like 
um, it, it runs through like every single vein of like my being, including how I like respond to things, mm-hmm. the, the swiftness th- that I respond to, mm-hmm. um, how often I have to kind of correct myself or slow myself down because like a lot of the times I'll just say the first thing that comes to my head. Um, okay. And that can't, that can't be helpful like all the time. Right. But it can be really helpful in some cases. Um, humor, having like a really quick witty come, come around. Um, that's good. Uh, being really decisive helps a lot with that. Um, sometimes being able to take that leap uh, is really important. Uh, a lot of the times, if you think about it too much or you feel about it too much, it really slows you down, right? Sometimes the best way of doing like a, a creative thing, especially when you're doing it, uh, like you're trying to develop as like a creative is you just want to do. It doesn't matter if every single one is perfect. You don't need to share everything that you make. You'll find yourself in the process. So you just got to do, keep making, keep going, keep doing. Yeah. It served me a lot in my life, but mm-hmm. um, I'd like to know what it's like to uh, experience things the other way. I mean, I only have one life, even if it changes the way that I perceive or interact with the world. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of want to experience like a million ways of um, interacting with the world. So. Okay. But not all advice is universal for everybody listening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you have something that works for you and you really like it, um, you know, do what you want to. Right. Yeah. I, you know, I speak from a place of privilege. Like um, I have a job pays me well. Um, I have a home. Um, right. I'm like a, I'm a dude. There's like a lot of like safeties and securities for me to like really experiment and try different things in all aspects of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, don't, you don't have to take leaps like me. Did you watch um, the trailers? Yeah, 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 I did. I did watch the trailers. It's um, it's nice to see a romantic comedy come out. I guess, I guess that's a big one. Um, I can't say that I'm very excited. Yeah, to be honest, that's yeah. Fair. It's not really like my thing. Um, yeah, I watched um the new Scorsese film though, this past week, Killers of a Flower Moon, mm-hmm. or the Killers of a Flower Moon. Mm-hmm. Um, have you had a chance to watch that? Honestly, no. I read a bunch of reviews. I don't really mm-hmm. like watching women of color suffer. Like I know the premise of the story and I'm just like, yeah. mm, I'm going to skip, 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 skip. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Like I, I went to go watch it with my girlfriend. Um, we kind of did it because I like prompted her. I was just like, Hey, like I kind of want to watch a film. Like let's go watch like a, like a film we can sink our teeth into. Right. Mm-hmm. And we finished the film and I looked over at her and she had her letterbox, letterbox D open, open and she was leaving a review for the film and she, she put in three stars and her comment was four hours of watching white men be awful. And she's not wrong. And that, like, yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. I, I get that like Scorsese, he like centers a lot of like white men in his films or that at least that's what I've um perceived and experienced yeah um 
and like in this case it's like very obvious that he's trying to um show like the really awful way um that america became a country right like this is like the history of america this is not like an isolated story this is like a, a real story and this is um this this happened like again and again and again with like exploitation exploitation of people of color um you know like horrible horrible uh like historical events uh leading to like the creation um and like the base building of like the united states um so it's like obvious that he was trying to like tell a different kind of story but it's still like four hours of white men just being awful exactly and it's just like yeah. <sighs> screaming, crying, throwing up. Yeah. Yeah. What kind of films can white people make these days about like historical um historical America without it kind of being something like this? Honestly, I feel like that's a question I don't care to answer because I'm just not concerned with like the white imagination in that sense. I just feel like... Yeah, that's super fair. Yeah, yeah. There's so many, like, undiscovered creators of color who are telling their stories, and that's what I kind of want to focus on. Otherwise, it gets mm. too depressing. Yeah, yeah. Like, okay, here's a yeah, bit of a spoiler sense. of two killers. Um, I was reading a critique on Killers of the Flower Moon, and... She, like, the author, Angelica, she had, like, a little aside where she was like, oh, in 50 years, she wonders which um, Palestinian-focused story will be told poorly from, like, the vision of, like, an interracial love. And I was just like, yeah, she really clocked it. It's like a, <laughs> it's like a, an issue that evades time. Mm. Yeah. Just send me that review. I could have saved myself three and a half hours. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you had an experience. Yeah, I did have an experience. Exactly. Yeah, I absolutely did. Exactly. Yeah. Last week, I wanted to talk about, so I brought back my Instagram close friends after much thinking because I never realized, okay, so when I started close friends, I started it because people added me to their close friends and I was like, Oh, okay. Like I'll add you to my close friends, even though I never like thought of it. And then I just realized everybody uses close friends so differently. Mm. Mm -hmm. And I was kind of like, wait a second, wait a second. Like people were like, oh, sometimes people will just add one person onto close friends to like flirt with them. And I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, I hope nobody I've ever added onto close friends thinks I'm trying to flirt with them. <laughs> Oh my God. But no, I brought it back and I think it's like a good medium because I feel like I've been focused on like having not just on the podcast, but just having like a good line of like privacy, like knowing what I want to share and what I don't. Mm -hmm. I feel like growing up with the internet and like growing up as a person, it's difficult to realize like, oh, the landscape has shifted. Right. It's not just this like fun place where we're having fun. Yeah. 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 And That's also interesting. No, no, I was gonna yes. I shouldn't say what I was gonna say. Just keep going. <laughs> okay, okay. 
forget that that part happened. Um, yeah. Have you noticed um, whether or not I've added you to my close friends? I don't think I've noticed. Okay. Yeah. I don't have a close friends. Okay. Everything that I want to post on my story, mm -hmm. I just do for like anybody to see. Whoever is following me, whoever is not following me, I just put it out there. Mm -hmm. um, and it could be like anything. It could be like the most random thing. A lot of the times you can just look to see who's looking at your stories anyways. Um, a lot of the times it's not anybody that um, I don't know already. Um, mm -hmm. But also like, I feel like I don't have anything to hide. Um, and this might be, or, or I might not even be thinking about this. This is, this goes back again to like me thinking with my body and not with my mind or emotions. It's just like, I take a photo of something. I want to post it on my story. I just post it on my story. And uh, that's in my, that's in like extreme contrast to my girlfriend who is like extremely private, super private. Everything that she posts is on um, her close stories because she's an artist, right? Um, a lot of people who follow her, follow her specifically to see what she's doing next in the art world, when her next project is going to be as a catalog for all of these projects that she's done in the past, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah, um, that's interesting. But I, she's like, it, um, beyond that, she's also very private because there are some artists who like show everything and they bear everything, right? Mm -hmm. um, it's a matter of personality as well. Um, and but I, I think it's really... Yeah, sorry. No, no, no. No, finish your thought. Okay, I just think it's really funny because um, we follow each other on Twitter um, back when I used to use Twitter. Um, and she had a private Twitter account where only six people were following her, right? So only six people could see her tweets and she was still tweeting in circles. <laughs> you, you know, the, the circles function, right? Yeah, where yeah. It's like but close it friends, doesn't but exist Twitter. anymore, but... Oh, really? Yeah, they got rid of it, like, last month. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why they get Anyways, but yeah, she would post in circles on her private account. So, like, two or three people could see her tweets. And no, they you might really be giving too any... much away. What if the people who follow her on Twitter listen to this, and then they're like, well, I haven't seen a circles <laughs> post, like... <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> I'll deal with that later. Yeah. Uh, we'll we'll talk about that. I might make a redaction next season, who knows. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. She's I don't think she's that serious about it. But Okay. Yeah, I I thought it was funny. I like even like made my own Twitter post where I'm like my girlfriend has six followers and posted on circles today and then one of my um friends from Vancouver was just like yeah, one of my mutuals is just like, what is she, uh, like, who is she trying to hide from? Is she trying to hide from you? That's an interesting question. Um, yeah. yeah, we have less than a minute left, so I'm going to wrap this okay. up. <laughs> I hope okay, you guys okay. had a fantastic holiday season. I hope that you're having a great New Year's. And thank you so much for tuning in and listening again. It's so precious to me that, you know, like, every other week um you're here you're listening we're keeping you company whether you're at work at school driving walking running whatever it is and thank you to all of our guests if you are listening to this for guesting 
um, and for being so vulnerable and open. I super appreciate that and cannot thank you enough. That's it, season two.